Welcome to Beach Athletics All Access, where you get an inside look at the great coaches, student athletes, alumni, and supporters that make Long Beach State Athletics so special. I'm your host, Rob Clark, Senior Associate Athletic Director for External Relations. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Beach All Access Podcast, an inside look at Long Beach State sports and the great people around our program. Today, we're delighted to have a special guest today, a former student athlete at Long Beach State and the current Chief Executive Officer of Hulu on our show today, Mr. Mike Hopkins. Mike, how are you today? Oh, I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, pleasure to have you here. We're, we're thrilled to learn more about you and, and have you absolutely our, your Long Beach State story, how uh, you're literally changing the lives of the world here since you graduated. So jumping into it, what, what led you to, to come to Long Beach State? Gosh, you know, it's it's so funny. I mean, I was just as a result of this this interview, I've been thinking a, a little bit more about uh, my college days, and it was <laughs> I hate to say it, it was so long ago that that I decided to go there. It was thirty years ago now, um, and you know, I think at the end of the day, I uh, really wanted to stay, you know, an hour or two from home. I grew up in San Diego, and um, Coach uh, Gonzalez uh, called me. Uh, Back then, and, and and asked me if I'd come and 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 uh, and try out really at Long Beach State to play baseball, and and that probably was the thing that tipped me over the edge and, and got me to, to to go and enroll there. Incredible. Now you, you mentioned Coach Gonzalez and, and baseball. Can you talk to us about your student athlete experience while you're here at Long Beach State? Yeah, sure. You know, I played. Uh, I was. I played for two years. Um, my my freshman and. And sophomore more seasons and uh, or years rather, and I really enjoyed it. It was um, it was quite a bit different than I know it is today. You know, 30 years ago, baseball and what wasn't wasn't quite the year-round experience that I think it is today. But I had a great time. I made a lot of great friends. Uh, still t- stay in touch with many of them to this day, um, and it was just a great, great, great experience to be part of part of the college and the university at a different in a, you know a different way than. Um, than a lot of my colleagues and, 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 and uh, fellow students. That's great. What what position did you play while you were here? I was a pitcher. Great. Dude, what what pitches did you throw? Fastball, curve, <laughs> change? Did you have the whole gamut there? <laughs> I probably I, the guys back then would probably say I probably my my, my uh, most likely pitch was a ball. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, um, you know, I, I was I was uh, I threw a fastball and a and a curveball and a split-fingered fastball were my three uh, my three pitches. That's better. And I threw meatballs, so those things <laughs> left the park real easy. Well, well so you you well, you're a student athlete. You you also had to be a student. So t- tell us about your experience academically here as well. Yeah, I uh, I, I majored in business, uh, business administration uh, with an emphasis in marketing and. Um, and uh, you know, I think it, for me, you know, big learning experience was balancing, you know, the rigors of of, of college sports and also being a student, uh, and also being away from home for the first time. And and I think those three things really, I think, sort of uh, gave me a lot of um, a lot of training and sort of time management and and trying to make sure you did your your homework and and were ready for your tests, but you're also also working out and trying to trying to make the baseball team and. And so, you know, for me, I thought it was a great, great experience. Uh, learned a lot. Uh, loved the professors, and 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 uh, it was good. It was a good time. Now, now, from those humble beginnings, you've you've become a, a leader in the media industry. How did you get your start in the media industry? 
Yeah, so I, uh, interestingly enough, there's a Long Beach State connection to, uh, to me getting into the media industry. I uh, had, at a school, uh, was selling direct mail advertising for uh, the Penny Saver, not too, not too far from, from Long Beach. I was working in Huntington Beach doing that. Um, and about five or six years out of, at a school, um, uh, a good friend of mine, my, actually the catcher of Long Beach State and my, my roommate uh, in college, called me and said, hey, you know, there's a friend of mine that's um, getting her MBA with me that has, an oppor- has a job opening at the Weather Channel. Uh, are you interested in, in going and, and, and interviewing for that? And I said, sure. It sounds more interesting than what I was doing. <laughs> and, uh, and lo and behold, I got that job, and that was my first uh, job in television. I was selling the Weather Channel to cable distributors um, up, a le- up and down the West Coast. And from there, I moved over to Fox and... Uh, Twenty odd years later, I, I I took this job here at Hulu. So, uh, Eric Shirley, my uh, my roommate and catcher, was uh, the reason I got into the entertainment industry. They talk about that bond between a catcher and a pitcher is is unbreakable, and it, you just proved it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> now, you've had a significant impact on the media industry, and, and in particular, your your distribution of intercollegiate athletics broadcasts. So, how is how is your knowledge of athletics and your athletic background? Uh, impacted your approach in not only negotiating these these landmark deals but your your overall approach in the media sure well look i think that anytime you play sports whether you 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 play uh, little league baseball or when you play in high school or, or even you know if you're lucky enough to play in college and i, I felt like i was lucky to, to be able to do that i think you learn about you know teamwork uh, you learn about you know how to compete and how to compete fairly and, and in many ways, I think those those things I learned uh, in sports growing up contribute a lot to how I approach business. You know, um, you know, not too often are you playing a game and you're never ever going to deal with uh, your teammates or your competitors again. And and for me, I think one of the important things in negotiating contracts and negotiating with with uh, other companies is to remember that it's a journey. You know, you're not you, the end of this deal is only really the beginning of the next one. And, and so I think it's important that everybody feels like they got a good deal at the end of the day. Um, and you, you have to really make sure that you, uh, you keep it on a professional level and, and not let what can be sometimes really tense and tough negotiations get personal and, and make people feel like they don't want to deal with you ever again because uh, it'll be a short career if you let that happen. Absolutely. Now, you've also been on the front end of a lot of innovative products in whether it be through Fox or the Big Ten Network you've been involved with as well. Where do you foresee television consumption going in the world of college athletics? Yeah, you know, I think when I look back uh, 30 years ago, uh, when I was just starting out at Long Beach State, you know, I think my, my junior year, um, the Long Beach uh, State went to the College World Series, and I wasn't on that team. Um, but I remember the only way I could, could even – hear what was going on was to find it on the radio. Um, and that's only 30 years ago. It wasn't broadcast on TV. ESPN uh, didn't have multiple networks at that time, and you couldn't stream the, the game on the Internet. And you fast forward to today, and virtually every event, can't, if it's not, it could be very easily streamed online. Um, and, and the number of games and events that are, are broadcast on television has you know it's it's gone. I don't even know what the percentage is, but it's up tremendously um, over the over that period of time. And um, and I think so. I think that's great. And I think I think the the ability to watch a game, whether it's you know um, 
you know, the number one and number three ranked college football teams playing on ESPN or Fox Sports at any given time, or any event that happens at a at a university is is your ability to do that now is is grown exponentially. And um, you know, I think obviously the, mo- the vast majority of the events are streamed through some application, whether it's the university's owned application or through a a TV everywhere type app through uh, one of the networks or cable operators and. I think that's the future, is that you're going to be able to watch every single game that's played uh, in America uh, at the collegiate level through some, some form of distribution, and, and largely in, it'll be because of the, the online, uh, the ability to stream online and the, the, the costs that have come way down in terms of production and being able to um, produce a game uh, with an iPhone even, if you want to. And I think that's, that's just exciting, and it really gives people access to events and to see their, their their kids and see friends from all over the country play in these great games. Absolutely. My, my wife and, and daughters and I were out having dinner the other night and they, they slipped away uh, for a few minutes and, and I naturally grabbed my phone and turned on ESPN3, uh, watch ESPN. You could watch any anytime, anywhere. It's, it's incredible. Yeah, it's, yeah, exactly. It's a, the power of what you carry around with you today is, is pretty amazing you know, when you think about it. Now, you've also recently secured some landmark agreements um, with Disney and others and then acquisitions as well to further Hulu um, and, and really reshape how we're consuming our television programs. So in this, this era of cord cutting and, and mobile devices, tell us about the impact of your recent successes you think we'll have on the overall television marketplace. Yeah, sure. We. You know, next uh, next spring we're going to launch uh, at Hulu uh, what's called an over-the-top uh, pay TV service, and and so we'll offer you know ESPN and Fox Sports and an array of broadcast and cable channels um, at a much lower price than you can get them today, and you'll stream them. You'll stream them on your phone. You'll stream them through a connected device in your in your TV at home, or using an iPad. And um, I think what's happening is you're going to see a a, a number of us launch services like that, and that'll inevitably reduce the, the price to the consumer, uh, and just make it more more accessible at, at different um, in different ways. And so, those folks that have opted out or, or you know, cut the cord, um, there will be just a better, a lower priced option for them if they want to subscribe and get access to to you know college sports, um, professional sports, uh, and all the entertainment that's out there. And so, I think that's going to happen. And and my bet is that over the next few years, you'll see the number of people subscribing to pay television actually start to go up again, uh, where it's been flat to declining over the last four or five years. Well, I, I should probably be, since I'm the one speaking to you, the uh, voice of thanking you for making this available to everybody, because this is really incredible where you've been taking this. Oh, well, don't thank me yet. We've still got a lot of work to do to get it out there next year, but uh, but it'll be exciting for sure. Now, each successful leader, uh, we love to ask in, in this program um, how you've faced adversity in your career and what, what lessons have you learned throughout your career as you've, you've overcome adversity to continue to thrive? That's a great question, and, um, and, and I do agree that I think that, that – a big part of leadership is, um, you know, being calm and steady at, particularly at times when, 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 th- when things aren't going the way you'd expect them to, or, or there is true adversity. Um, you know, as a leader, you have to realize that everyone is going to look at you when, when, you know, particularly when things are, are not going well. 
and how you react to that um, really sets the sets the organization on a, on one path or another. Um, and and so just being just first of all just re- realizing that that's going to happen, um, and 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 uh, dealing with it accordingly, I think is is critical. But but for me, I think the way I look at it is it's it's sim- not too similar to what I said about negotiating. It's a long it's a long journey we're on, and and it is a journey. And and so you can't really take um, the 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 good times and and really. Uh, go too overboard with those successes. You, you can't get too excited when you when things are going well. And you also can't let the the downtimes get you get you in a funk and and get you off your game. You have to sort of take things in stride and uh, learn from your mistakes and and learn from just what's happening in the world and 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 adjust accordingly. And I think as long as you do that as a leader and then and and show people how how that's going to happen, people are going to follow that and and not get uh, not get off track and. That's really just how I approach things. Now, you, you mentioned your journey. Um, along the way, there are people that, that guide you or, or direct you, lead you, mentor you along the way to help you get to where you are now. Who, who are some of those people, and how did they help you? Oh, gosh. You know, I can, I can think back to, you know, Little League coaches, high school, high school coaches and teachers, um, you know, uh, uh, friends and colleagues through, gr- growing up. Uh, you know, I think more recently in my career, I have an opportunity to work for some really great um, executives uh, at Fox, and, and now with with uh, my colleagues at, at the Walt Disney Company. And um, you know, I think the ones that that really stand out are the ones that that's really displayed what I just what I just said, which is you know when you when you when things were tough, um, you know you sort of look to them, and they were the steady hand at the wheel. And and when you see other people doing that, it, it becomes and you see the reaction that that. You know, has on people. It really, it really is impactful. And so, you know, I've had the privilege to work for you know Chase Carey, who uh, was here at was at News Corporation and Fox for many years, and Tony Vizquera, who was also there, um, and and many others. And and I think uh, you know the thing that I try to take from all of them is um, is to try to actually look around my organization now and who who can I spend time with and mentor because mentorship and, and giving back and finding leaders of the future, I think, is is really the only thing we as leaders have is a legacy, really. I mean, it's when we all go off and do something else, um, the, the, the legacy you leave is really the people you leave to run it when you're, when you're gone. And, um, and so I take that, that responsibility really seriously. Now, in addition to that, there are a lot of uh, student-athletes, current student-athletes, but also students here at Long Beach State that might be listening to the program what kind of advice would you offer to them, knowing that you've once been in their shoes and you are where you are today? Sure, you know I think um, I think you know it's always hard to give advice, you know, and 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 what I what I would what I say generally to, to most college students that I interact with, and we have a lot of interns here that that are in college, and I and I go back and and, and speak at different universities, and I think that the advice I like to give is. Um, it's a it, it's a long career, and and the most important thing I think you can do coming out of college is get into the industry that you want to you think you want to be in, and, and particularly in this job market, don't be too precious about that first job in terms of the title and the salary and all that stuff. Um, get into an organization that you think you can learn from, um, and then once you're once you get in, that's your real opportunity to. To show you know the folks you're working for that you're you're smart that you can that you're going to work hard, 
learn as much as you can, spend that extra time uh, trying to, to, to really understand the company and your role in that company and how you can help the company succeed. And, and the folks there are going to realize that and they're going to see that and, 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 and give you more opportunities. Um, but you can't get to there if you're too precious about, about really you know, wanting to have the perfect job coming out of college. Um, it's very competitive to get into these to organizations. And so you know, get in any way you can. And once you're there, that's when it all starts. Now, we also have a lot of, a lot of fans uh, who are listening to you and, and look at you as really a byproduct of this student-athlete experience. Would you share with them... Why, why is it important that people believe in or, or invest in the student-athlete experience? You know, I think, I think the student-athlete experience, it, it really, um, it, there's, there's all the, 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 the more canned things of saying, well, you know, you, you learn time management skills and teamwork and camaraderie. But, you know, I think, I think the, maybe the most important thing is, is the friendships and, the, um, and the, the community that you're part of when, you're, when you are a student-athlete. It, it just it really, it really takes your whole collegiate experience to another level. And that's not to say that not being a student-athlete in college is, um, is the only thing to, is, is there's something wrong with that. I think even if you're not in, in sports, I think getting involved in other aspects of, of school with, you know, outside of the classroom is, is equally important. And if sports happens to be one of them, half uh, anything you do, that's fantastic. Um, so that, that, that's what I would say is that, you know, it really does, um, the, the kids that are in college sports, they, they learn a lot of things that, that, that maybe some others don't. And I think, I think those are the folks we like to target and hire even here at Hulu and in other companies I've worked at. And, and have you had success when, once you've targeted and hired student-athletes and others with that type of work ethic? Absolutely. You know, I think, you know, sort of the starting point is, is you know, are, are, are you smart and, and did you get good grades and, and you know, can you um, – you know, do you have a good good head on your shoulders? And the, the other, the intangible things I think you learn through sports of of teamwork and tenacity and um, picking yourself up when you when you get knocked down. I think those are the things that ultimately help um, companies and help people perform better. Um, because you know things are tough. You're, you're people. You don't get into a, a career and and have it all go your way all the time. And those kinds of attributes that you learn in, in college sports, I think, really really help you. Um, to, to learn, hey, you know, I, 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 might, I might have struck out, you know, the last bat, but I got to go up and take some more swings on the next one. And, and I think that kind of um, grit and determination is what we look for. Great. Now, now Mike, in closing, um, fans listening, students listening, our, our Long Beach communities listening, is there anything you in particular would like to share with, with the community that maybe I haven't asked? <laughs> um, well, you know, uh, uh, share with the community. I think that that you know Long Beach for me um, was where I sort of grew up, and you know I went to Long Beach for four years. I lived in, in in Long Beach, the greater Long Beach area, for five or six years out of college. So I spent the better part of a decade there, really um, learning uh, much of what I know today. And and I think it's just a fantastic community, a great school, and um, uh, you know I think I'd, I'd embrace the time you have there in Long Beach. Uh, you know you're probably if, you go, if you're going to Long Beach State, you know, the odds of you living in Long Beach for the rest of your life is probably small. So enjoy that time. What a great community. Mike, it's been an absolute honor and pleasure. Thank you so much for being on our show. I'm happy, happy to do it. Thanks a lot. And uh, go Beach. Go Beach.
The Beach All Access Podcast is a presentation of the Long Beach State Radio Network on K-Beach. Go Beach!